Hey, it's Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy. Welcome to Monday, April 23rd, Trade Show Guy, Monday morning coffee. It's kind of busy in the neighborhood. I hear wind blowers and leaf blowers and lawnmowers and stuff. So I figured I'd come out and join the fun. You know, it's, it's, it's cheaper to vacuum your own car than taking it to like a car wash and, and then paying 50 cents for 60 seconds of uh, vacuum. And, and it sucks anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, here we are. Uh, I'm Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy. I have a new book coming out. It's like within a week or so, a week, week and a half by the time this airs. Uh, it's called Trade Show Superheroes and Exhibiting Zombies, 66 Lists, Making the Most of Your Trade Show Marketing. I've been doing the prep. Uh, it's out as a Kindle version for like $3.49. I know, and the paperback is like $19.99. Uh, going to be cool. It's fun. It's, uh, I'm looking to see how well this thing does compared to the first one, which was Trade Show Success, Marketing Success, Trade Show Success. I can't even remember the name of the book. Trade Show Success, 14 Proven Steps to Take Your Trade Show Marketing to the Next Level. Check it out on Amazon. That's where you can find it. You can go to the websites, tradeshowsuccessbook.com or tradeshowsuperheroes.com. There's some special deals there, perhaps. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, you should go check them out anyway. <laughs> All right, so what do we got today on uh, Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee? I got a, a really kind of interesting interview with a um, guy I ran across. I don't know if he contacted me or if I found him and we reached out to each other. Anyway, uh, Justin Croxton has uh, got a company called Propellant Media, and they do a thing that I don't think I'd heard of before. If I had, I hadn't heard of it in those terms. Geofencing. Geofencing, I think that's what it's called. Uh, it's targeting people by uh, with ads by their location. And it's interesting because it can really play a big part in trade shows, conferences, and events. So let's find out what it's all about. Hey, thanks for joining me for Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. This is Tim Patterson. I've got Justin Croxton, who's managing partner of uh, Propellant Media. Justin, so nice of you to join us today on the uh, morning coffee so you know uh, we, we've got the coffee i don't know if you've got yours but i brought mine so <laughs> there's a little bit of my coffee right here <laughs> oh fresca it's been a while since like i've seen a little, fresca nice. a little fresca in the mornings <laughs> so uh propellant media tell me a little bit about the company sure so propellant media we, we've been in, in, in business for a little over three and a half years but i think between all of our partners I mean, we have over 50 years of experience i think when we were first founded, we were really, really came on the block to be able to offer what we consider to be these enterprise level solutions to small and mid-sized companies, emerging brands that don't have access to these different solutions, such as geofencing and programmatic display. And um, I mean, we do AdWords and SEO and all that other stuff, but I think over the past three years, we've really transitioned to really focusing a lot on our geofencing solution sets for, for small mid-sized companies. And we do work with some larger brands that have more localized solutions that they need in specific cities and specific states. Um, but, you know, I think the nice thing for us is being able to offer geofencing, which is one of those things where a lot of people aren't doing it, but <laughs> right. they're hearing about it. And they're like, you know what, I think I would like to do that, but it's just too expensive for me to, you know, dive into that space because a lot of these other platforms are, minimum of ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars a month so that's essentially uh sort of how we were founded and um 
you know, it's, it's really exciting stuff what we've been able to do over the past uh, few years. When you reached out to me and you mentioned geofencing, I, I, I may have heard the term. I'm not sure if I have. It's been a while. And I, I, but, and I went to your website and I got a sense of it. But let's kind of drill down and figure out what, what, what is geofencing and how does it apply to events and conferences and trade shows? You, know, you, know, you got uh, 40, 50, 80,000 people in a, like a five or six block uh, period. So you're focusing on those. But, but let's figure out what it, what it really is from your sure. aspect. So when someone asks me, you know, what is geofencing? This is sort of my standard answer. (laughs) Um, Geofencing is the ability to serve ads to people based on the physical places that they go. And I'm not talking about like targeting people in a city or in a state or in the zip code. I'm talking about targeting people that go to an individual building or go to a park or go to a event. So you can really narrow it down. Yeah, you really can. And so part of what you can do is you can build a digital geofence, a poly, customized polygon around an actual physical location. And what happens is all the people that walk inside of that location, we now have the ID to their smartphone device. We have the ability to serve ads to those people, um, both while they're there at the location, as well as for up to 30 days after they leave the location. Oh, interesting. Okay. And we, and we can serve ads to them in two different ways. They can see the ads when they happen to be on mobile apps. So we have access to well over 600,000 apps in the app store. So when you think about Angry Birds, Words with Friends, the Weather Channel, um, all those different apps, you know, and everybody can do this right now. You can literally pull out your phone, pull out one of your apps that's free or one that's paid, and you will notice that there are placements for ads on there. Those are the different places in which we'll be able to serve ads on. And then also on websites that accepts advertising, essentially. So it's a little different from Beacon Technology. Beacon Technology has more to do with, um, you know, sending push notifications to different individuals, sort of a different animal. Um, I think what we do is a little less intrusive, less sort of in your face, if you will, and more, hey, when that person happens to be on the app and they see an ad that's compelling, they'll click on that ad and hopefully that ends up being an ideal customer uh, or an ideal uh, person that you want to have a conversation with. Okay, so so they're going to see it in apps and things. Are they going to see it on like if they're on Twitter or because a lot of people it shows will use Twitter. Will will ads be served on that, for instance, or Facebook or those types of platforms? I'm just curious. It's not on those other platforms. You know, Facebook, Twitter, these other companies have gotten so big that they intentionally just want to keep their own data. <laughs> there was a point where we actually could use uh, Facebook um, directly through our platform. Interesting. But- yeah, Facebook's at a point now where they're so big, they just want to hold on to all that data and that access themselves versus giving it to anyone else, unfortunately. Now, we might be able to gain access to it again in the future, but right now, what we typically recommend clients to do is do geofencing, but then set up site retargeting pixels for, and this is getting a little more technical, but- Yeah, no, I understand, yeah. Site retargeting through Facebook and then all the other platforms that you want to do site retargeting through so you can continue to have a conversation with those people as they're um, engaging with your brand or engaging with your um, with your uh, with your company. So let's say uh, I was just at a show uh, last month in uh, Anaheim and Anaheim Convention Center, pretty big space there, a lot of hotels. Uh, they've got the convention center itself. So you've got, you know, several large, uh, you know, uh, acres of, of people there with 80,000 people coming and going for three days. But if you targeted them through apps and then retargeted, let's say when they're back home in St. Louis or up here in Oregon, they may still see an ad on, on that something relates to what they did there. Like if they were visiting, um, 
let's just let's just pick a brand out, Bob's Red Mill, uh, for example, and they decided that they wanted to target their their ads to uh, people that were at that show at that time. Uh, they would have that information. They could do that through through the retargeting as well as the geo uh, geo fencing. Is that, yeah. is that is a good understanding of it? Yeah, they would. And 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 and, and again, the, the cool thing about it is that, and it sort of sort of creates that the the contrast with beacon technology, which requires placing a physical beacon on someone's location. But the cool thing with geofencing is that you can target them wherever they go after they leave the location or leave the conference. So if they've left the conference and they go to California or they go back to another location, those people can still see your ads for up to 30 days Mm -hmm. and you control the frequency in which you're serving ads to those people. So if you only want to serve ads to them for two weeks, you can do that. If you want to serve them for only a week, you can do that, but it's up to 30 days. Um, And as you know, in just any form of advertising, it's, it's best to continue to, to try to reach those people as often as you can until your budget is completely exhausted at that stage. And then hopefully, you know, there's been some sort of an offer or something that entice those individuals to act on your website or on your landing page in some, in some way. You got some sort of call to action or something, yeah. So how do you make something like that uh, effective? Um, you've got all these people that are there and you can target them and they're gonna see that on their phone or their device. Uh, yeah. So what, what makes that effective? I'm just, how do you guys work that angle? What it's 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 a number of things. Um, I, I would say the first thing, of course, is the audience itself. That's number one. You have to be targeting the right audience, and I think that's the power with geofencing, and that's the struggle that a lot of companies have. You don't want to put all your ad dollars towards all of these people that you really didn't intend to reach, like a billboard or a TV advertisement. You're hitting all these people, but you really only want to target this set set number of folks. And so the first stage is the actual geofencing itself, knowing which audience you want to go after. In this case, if it's a trade show, then you know it's pretty easy to figure that part out. The second is the ad itself. And we tell people, don't just put an ad out that says, hey, I exist, hey, check me out, you know, propellant media. Um, no, it needs to be something that's really enticing. So maybe you're providing a free ebook, or maybe you're doing a contest um, where you're giving away a free iPad if you enter in your information. Um, you know, something that like lets people know that you are a company that happens to be there at the trade show and you're also doing a contest. So check me out type thing. And it also allows you to, um, hopefully and potentially get some really good leads, uh, from that. Um, and then finally it's the landing page. It's the conversation that's being had on the landing page itself. Is it enticing enough to convince that person to, you know, ultimately check you out? And if you're doing those things right, you know, hopefully you're going to have a relatively decent click-through rate. You're going to get people that are going to click, and you're ultimately going to get some leads from that conference um, or from that trade show or event or whatever, whatever thing that you're using. But you have to think that there's so much noise that's out there, and you just have to figure out what's going to be the thing that gets people to interact you know, with my brand. Exactly. If you're doing a good job with that, you, you, hopefully you'll be in a, in a good place, but that's typically what we tell so, Justin, one of the things that, uh, that occurred to me is that a lot of this uh, stuff you're talking about, landing pages being right, the messaging being right, has been around for a long time, but you're bringing in the geofencing to it is, is a, a newer angle. Um, and, and, and that's kind of what stands out to me is how you approach this. Is, you know, it's just another option for people to use. Uh, is there a lot of uh, you know, competitors out there in this space doing those sorts of things? Or I'm just curious. It's, it's really not. It's not a lot of people that's doing it at this stage. Um, Mainly, 
it's not a lot of people doing it this age just because it's new. Right. Right. Not right. a lot of folks that's doing it just now. But I'd say I've had about four new leads that came into our agency, three of which are turning into new clients. Right. Um, as a result of wanting to do geofencing for a few upcoming conferences. I think there's an accounting conference. There's a few other ones. There's conventions and conferences everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and people yeah, want to try so, new things. So, you know, they want to see what works. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. Uh, one last question. I'm just curious, um, you know, with with all of the, um, you know, with Mark Zuckerberg in front of Congress and all this stuff about privacy and that sort of thing, uh, it's no surprise that we're sharing things and we've been sharing our location with, and people may or may not know that. I'm just curious if you've got a sense of how people uh, feel about being targeted by where they are versus uh, the websites they're on. And because if, you know, if you go to shop at Lowe's.com or Amazon, you're shopping for a lawnmower or something, you know, for the next 48 hours, you're going to see lawnmower ads, you know, <laughs> as you're browsing. So that's no surprise. I'm just curious if the privacy yeah. concerns are something that get discussed in your office. I'm just curious. Yeah, we do. We have that conversation occasionally. I think um, there's a slight difference, but I don't think it's as big of a difference when we talk about like advertising at the zip code level versus advertising right. at the building level. You know, it's just it's like targeting this way versus targeting all the way down. <laughs> you're, you're getting and granular. It, yes. Yeah. And in my mind, there's really not much. There's, there's there's not much difference other than an advertiser just wanting to be more effective and more efficient with their ad spend. And my thing, my general thinking is it'd be one thing if like if the advertiser was just, you know, obnoxious. They just had a bad company, bad corporate, bad culture you know, bad offer. And it's just, they're just annoying the heck out of people versus you're going to a personal injury lawyer trade show and you have a software that's just for attorneys and you want to get that software in front of those individuals and they can choose themselves whether they want to click on those ads or not. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and if the advertiser wants to put a ton of money and just keep blasting those people, then unfortunately that's their prerogative. We wouldn't suggest that, you know, you want to spread those impressions thin, you know, across, um, you know, across a certain period of time. Uh, but, you know, once in a while we get some folks that might be a little concerned about it, but I try to just change the context around a little bit. It's no different than just targeting people at the individual level versus targeting, you know, a big swath of individuals. Yeah, I mean, advertising has been targeting people for, for decades. I mean, you want you want that target market because you want the message to resonate with whoever is receiving it. Uh, so this is just no difference, just 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 down to a finer point. So uh, what are the typical right. costs? I know you kind of touched on this. What are typical costs of uh, geofencing marketing that people run into? Um, the, the costs, you know, there are a lot of platforms that require you to spend over $10,000, $20,000 a month. Um, you know, we're typically seeing for us, at least our platform, I can speak to that, you know, our, our minimums are a thousand dollars a month. Right. Okay. Um, and there's also this thing called CPM cost per thousand impressions. Right. Um, some folks charge an $8 CPM rate, some charge 10. And then there's some that are a little bit lower. Um, we're right at the CPM of $8. So if you had a thousand dollar budget and you're being charged an $8 CPM rate, that would get you 125,000 impressions. Yeah. 
that's a good comparison because people will ask that. So, uh, and also I will I will put this uh, link to your. You sent me a, a link to your ebook, uh, which we will share and put on the show notes. I appreciate you doing that to, to learn more about uh, geofencing. Uh, Justin Croxton, managing partner of Propellant Media. Uh, discussing geofencing. It's been fun to learn about this, Justin. And thanks for your time Absolutely. today on the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Appreciate it very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Tim, thanks so much, man. I really do appreciate your time. Thanks. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. So uh, geofencing, it's uh, something that I learned a lot about. Maybe you did too. I have no idea what the trade show tip of the week is. So I'm just going to make something up right here on the spot. Actually, I was working on uh, some stuff. The the bonuses that have to do with the book, Trade Show Superheroes. So if you buy the book and you can go to the site, it'll it'll steer you to that if you get the book. Uh, and you can pick up a couple extras. One of them is uh, a mind map that I've been working on, which has to do with pre-show marketing. Now there's a lot of different angles you can do and some some channels, but they're basically the top five, email, uh, social media, public relations, telephone call, and in-person visits to get people to come to your show and various things you can tell them. So uh, those are the main three, or main five, <laughs> those are the main five things, which um, I did say five, right? I did say five, right? Five. Main five things that are your channels for getting people to come to your booth and how to do pre-show marketing. It's all very important. Uh, you leave out one part, you probably won't do too bad. You leave out four of them, you're probably gonna not get as many people to your booth. And you want people at your booth. All right, so one good thing of the week. Again, I have no clue, so I'm just kind of making this up on the spot. All right, I'll tell you what it is. It's uh, the Homeland TV series, which is on Showtime. I think it's in season six, and I think they have signed the crew and the cast and everybody for one more season, season seven. Now, season six, I'm up to, there's like 12 episodes, and I think uh, at the time of this release, they'll have maybe two left, but we're up to number 10, so we got two left to go. Homeland is a great series. It's 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 wound its way through a lot of the world, starting off in the, uh, uh, the the Middle East and then coming back home to America to take on what might be a corrupt president or what might be uh, maybe a president who is trying to uh, be put out of office by some people that uh, you know it's just 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 it's just drama is what it is. It's it's great stuff and and the characters are terrific. It's one of my favorite shows. My wife loves it too. We both uh, can't wait for the next couple of episodes. So that's one good thing this week. That would be the TV series on uh, Showtime called Homeland. And that does it for this week's Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. It's not even morning. It's like afternoon. But this is being released in the morning, so technically... <laughs>